Welcome to Coloring Paris, the podcast about living as an international student in Paris, especially a student of color. I'll start. We'll do some quick introductions to let you guys know who we are. So my name is Tiffany Simmons. I'm from the U.S. and I'm on the life, no, learning, learning <laughs> science track. <laughs> Shout out to life science. All right, to my left. Um, my name is Anne. I'm from India. I've been in Paris for the last one year and now I am pursuing my doctoral studies. Hi. Oh, should I? Yeah, okay. Just leave it. All right, that's gonna be fine. Uh, I'm Sebastian. Um, I'm from Paris, and I'm the spokesperson for Nightline, which is a organization that tries to improve uh, students and young people' mental health in France, but also internationally. And hi, I'm Cara. I'm like the representative of the organization Copain, which some of you may know. And we provide food baskets and do a lot of um, activities uh, for students in Paris and everywhere in France. And I'm also a student, international relations student. Um, so that's it. Thank you, guys. I forgot to mention it, but uh, Anne and I are also with our podcast. I'm sure you all had a listen before you came. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Not yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So our podcast is about students who are living in Paris as international students, which, uh, with sorry, Sebastian, we are. <laughs> the rest of us are. And sharing our experiences and trying to help other people. So, um, Really quick, I would like to just remind you guys to please, when you join in, be respectful. Also, Anne, be respectful. Thank you. <laughs> All right, if you're speaking, um, we'll have a microphone that'll go around a little bit later, so please speak into the microphone. And if you have anything to share, please raise your hand and we'll come to you. So today, we're going to be talking about interculturativity. Anyone know what that is? I will tell you. <clears throat> Intercultural activity reserves, refers to the existence and equitable interaction of diverse cultures and the possibility of generating shared cultural experiences through dialogue and mutual respect. Is that ChatGPT? No, that is, that is a dictionary definition. <laughs> so basically, we're bringing people from different cultures together to share dialogue and experiences. 
So we're going to start with a quick icebreaker for you guys. I want you to say, I. I. Perfect. All right. So please say, I, if you were born in Paris. I. Oh, I. you guys. Please say, I, if you are not from Paris. I. Please say, I, if you are from a country other than France. I. Please say, I, if you cannot speak French. I. <laughs> Please say, I, if you can speak French, but it's not your mother tongue. I. Please say, I, if you've been in Paris for less than six months. I. Yeah. <laughs> Please say, I, if you are a student. I. Please say, I, if you are not a student. I. <laughs> Please say I if living in Paris has been challenging for you sometimes. I. I. <laughs> All right, now you have found your people. Go live free. <laughs> All right, so moving back to our panel here, my first question for you is what are some of the personal hacks that you have found useful for living in Paris? Who wants to start? Not me. Uh, what? Clara, do you want to start? Maybe you go first. <laughs> He's go from ahead. Paris. <laughs> I'm from Paris. Too. <laughs> okay, that means just you ran. Um, okay, let me think. I feel like the most useful thing for me after moving to France has been uh, Copa and Linky because that way I can save money on groceries. Because when I first moved here, uh, since I'm from India, I was constantly thinking in terms of Indian rupees. So a gallon of milk might just be like one euro, 50 cents, hypothetically. But for me, that meant like, I don't know, 150 rupees, which is quite a significant amount of money to buy a bottle of milk. Uh, yeah, it's it's it was crazy. And I remember the first two weeks I was here, I just refused to eat because I didn't want to spend any money and it took me a lot of time to get used to the idea that no you're here suck it up and live it and i think it's around the same time that i came across Kopa and linky which kind of really really helped me put into routine start eating vegetables for once uh but yeah for me i think that's been one of my most useful hacks i would like uh say also that when you say like like just live it that Maybe my best advice when you arrive to Paris is like say yes to opportunities and for example when when I was on exchange like for the first two weeks I forced myself like to go on everything organized by the university, by the association of my master, uh, by all the association um, in every like in my campus and stuff and after two weeks like I met a lot of different people and I could like find people I could connect with and go with them. But it made like, I had to have like those two weeks of like forcing myself like every day to go to all those yeah. like kind of activities to really find what I wanted to do and what I wanted to experience there. But I think it's like something that we need to do if we don't want to like live our uh, experience in Paris alone. That's very good advice. Mm -hmm. It is. And maybe adding to this, um, 
it's not very it's a, I mean I'll get to the practical hack because there is one of course but I feel like there is something about posture um, especially when I went on exchange um, I really tried to allow myself to be shaken a little bit um, and I think and what it means is that um, you're probably going to meet people that you don't understand you're probably going to be in situations that you don't understand and I dealt with myself that I was going to embrace that and say, okay, well, I don't totally understand what's going on. I don't totally get what I'm feeling right now, but it's okay. Um, and that was really important for me because like now and then I could actually think about it afterwards, but I was like not close. And so like it, it refers to what you're saying, say have a yes posture saying yes to pretty much everything you can say yes to. And then like be aware of like how it feels on, on you. And then the hack in Paris is, um, well, I don't know where you, all you guys are from, but we walk a lot in Paris, so have good shoes or have a metro card. It's <laughs> nice as well. They're so expensive, though. <laughs> well, if you're older, they're expensive. Uh, I think my personal hack would be, if you don't already speak French, learn French. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I really <laughs> struggled so hard with that at first. Um, and also don't be scared to put yourself out there. I think uh, I, before living in France, I lived in Japan for a very long time. And that was also my problem there where I thought, okay, I'm in a new country. So that means a new me. No, I'm the same terrible person. I'm just in a new country. So they like, have some awareness about what your weaknesses are and mm -hmm. then put yourself out there to really try and make the changes with your environments and just go for it so kind of what you guys all just said that's Thanks why it's good to us. go last <laughs> okay so um focusing more on our topic now why do you think it's important to be able to have these intercultural dialogues with people um and why is it important particularly in higher education um i'll go first uh -huh. so i've been here for a year and uh French was my biggest struggle. Also because it used to terrify me when someone would speak to me in French. And honestly, that put a hamper to me even trying to learn French. I would just either not speak or just, you know, if I have reached my last row, I would just switch to English and be done with it. Like, if you understand, you understand. If you don't, you don't. Yeah, which ended up in me losing out quite a few of those yes opportunities you were talking about because I didn't know how to say yes in French. <laughs> Uh, it's we. Yeah, now I know, now I know. So now it's become much more... Uh, my ears have gotten used to hearing French on a regular basis, so I'm slowly getting into it. I can hold extremely tiny conversations, but I can. And it was because I was constantly surrounded by uh, mm -hmm. French people. Yeah. But the one thing that happened when I started uh, hanging out more with people who are not from my culture mm -hmm. was that there are these little nuances in everybody's culture and not everyone gets it mm -hmm. and I feel it's really important to be aware of who the person next to you is coming from because that way you create an even more of a safe space for them to 
you know to speak about for example i uprooted my entire life and moved to a country where i don't even speak the language which was a crazy crazy idea to do at that point in time but i did it and now i have to live it but <laughs> you sound like you regret moving yeah. <laughs> no that's I'm, not what we're saying please enjoy paris it's a great no. city <laughs> no but when you speak about this one of the things that comes to my mind is one of the conversations i had with my phd supervisor there was a conference in the us which is coming up next year and i really wanted to apply to it but the thing is i can't go to the us with an indian passport and the slot to get a visa is like one year from now it's after the conference gets over and the fact that indian passport can't get you to the us was something my professor didn't know mm -hmm. he was like ah oh, french passport you know we can go i was like no it it doesn't work like that some passport so these tiny little things mm -hmm. it feels like it's really important to make sure that especially if you are working in an environment where more and more people from other cultures are coming in mm -hmm. it becomes your responsibility to be up to date to be aware so that you don't you know make someone feel out of place or anything like that yeah i think it's a very good point you guys have anything you want to add yeah maybe what you were talking about with like situation that can shake shaking you a bit um the fact to evolve in like a multicultural um environment it will help you to over like to overpass those kind of like situation mm -hmm. and I think to better understand like the world we evolved in and what kind of like world and society we want to live in mm -hmm. it's like really important to have like those cultural exchanges mm -hmm. and have like a better understanding of everything and I feel that what was like the most interesting in exchange mm -hmm. And that's also super interesting to have like international students, French students, and that could that we can all have like those kind of like exchanges because um, I know that I was talking to friends and every time that they were going on exchange, I was staying with only people from the nationality because mm -hmm. like you don't have the language barrier and you don't have those like kind of cultural barriers because you have like the same references to movies and to like politics and everything. And so you can maybe better understand them. But I was like always getting so angry at them. I was like, it's like the best thing because <laughs> for example, like I have friends from like Germany and like Scandinavia and they have like, they're like so close because we have like just a border like yeah. with Germany for example mm. but they have a whole different like system of understanding things like mm. regarding education uh, politics uh, global warming everything and I think for people of our age that's like super interesting topics to understand and we can only like better understand them if we have those discussions okay. yeah and adding to this um i think it's it's also interesting to look at um interculturality mm -hmm. um in terms of mental health um we know that depending on the cultures mental health is treated, prevented, and live very differently in 
studies basically show that uh, cultures that nurture individualism performance, mm -hmm. uh, people tend to have more depression. Mm -hmm. But and in every culture anyway, you have um, um, psychic and, and psychological trouble, of course. Mm -hmm. But when you look at how um, people in Asia, people in other continents are dealing with mental health issues, it's very different. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really interesting to see how um, given one situation, someone from Poland could deal with uh, mental health issues very differently for, with, like, from someone in, in Lebanon, for instance, right? And learning from this and seeing how everyone is dealing with like mental health issues mm -hmm. is very interesting, not only uh, theoretically, mm -hmm. but also for you uh, when you're in a very intercultural environment. Because mm -hmm. it also helps you understand why people react this way, but it yeah. also helps you maybe see things from a different perspective and, and deal with your own mental health issues differently. Um, and for instance, in every culture, but also mainly in Western cultures, mm -hmm. going to see a shrink, going to see a psychologist is still a taboo. Mm -hmm. um, when in other cultures, you'll be probably dealing with your mental health issues in a more spir spiritual way. Um, we know that France has like, the highest rate of like um, using anti-depression. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, and probably there are other ways to deal with that issue than like drugs themselves. So I think in terms of like mental health, it's really interesting mm -hmm. as well. And in terms of uh, in higher education, mm -hmm. I mean studies and, and numerous studies have shown that having different cultures improve the way you think, improve the way that um, your innovation, innovative ideas, definitely for that. But I really think it's a matter of like understanding how other people act and react. Mm -hmm. um, and one hack that I didn't share earlier was to actively listen to people. Um, and what I mean actively listening is not just like, oh, okay, I got you. It's like really be in the moment, not speaking, not reacting, just like actively listening to someone is a super powerful tool also to create connections as well.
it's interesting that you spoke about mental health because i feel when uh in france it was really difficult for me to one find a mental health professional who spoke a language which was mm. not french mm. um second even if they spoke english it was even harder to explain my context where i'm coming from because unless they have come from an extremely similar background i feel like if i have one hour with them mm. 50 minutes i'm just spending trying to convince them that you know this is how bad things are this might not be normal for you but this mm. was my normal yeah. so i feel when we are speaking about mental health it's also important that kind of like a not a push but like an advancement needs to be made in mm -hmm. terms of helping international students as well who don't speak so french hard. at all i agree not only yeah. the language barrier but the cultural yeah, the barrier the cultural well. and the language barrier yeah and and adding to this um let's look at only french people right now um there are not enough psychiatrists or psychologists in universities like we're way below uh the international recommendations so i'm not going to even talk about international students and definitely training um health professionals to speak english mm -hmm. is a first thing but and you said it it's so connected to i mean culture is like everything you've mm. built with and and of course so you built and your mental health is very connected to your culture as well so you might be the best listener you might be as empathic as like the best empathic person ever mm -hmm. um putting yourself in the shoes of like an international student and understanding where they're from and, and where they come from and why they might have those issues is super hard um and that's why we need community building that's what we need social connection that's what we need interculturality as well and that's also why we need sometimes to spend time with people who look like us who are from the same culture as well so yeah. interculturality definitely but let's make sure that we find what we came looking for i like that i like that kind of going back uh, a little bit towards higher education uh I know you all have studied abroad in other places aside from France and we are studying here have you ever encountered something within that experience that you thought could be improved or uh developed I suppose within the system itself um I feel like LPI comparatively mm -hmm. has been much more friendly and open to the idea of mm -hmm. actually having people from diverse populations compared to the friends i have who are studying in other colleges um but i just feel it's still hmm. it doesn't cover all the bases they are doing everything they can and it's really 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 helpful because shout out shout out to yanith <laughs> <laughs> she has been the guiding light in our lives um uh, but i feel like as a system it could do more for example mm -hmm. my first couple of months here my favorite pastime was just telling people from other cultures things that happen in my culture which are absolutely normal for me mm -hmm. but like would just blow their mind because how is this possible why would you do that yeah It, you guys don't like soup yeah no <laughs> i'm sorry yeah <laughs> listen to the podcast it's an old joke yeah um so i feel like more dialogues so that we are not completely unaware as to what's going on around us. I mean, you don't always mm -hmm. have to be in your right. bubble. Yeah. Sometimes you need to get out of it. You need mm -hmm. to see what's happening around you otherwise. Uh, yeah. So, 
Yeah, I, I think that uh, I agree. LPI is very open and has, as you can see by looking around, a wide diversity of students. Um, but I don't know if I can say the same for all of the staff, though. <laughs> our, our, our staff is still very French-based, which, I mean, we're living in France. That's normal. But I think it would be better also to address that in hiring of staff to have more diversity and representation that where we can find mentors and things like that. Right, what was, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, sorry, what was your experience? Um, it's like funny because there's things that I feel like are like much better in the countries I have like studied to and also things that could be improved. And for example, what was like the most mind blowing thing is that how close teachers were to students in other countries than France. Mm. And I think maybe it's different in LPI, but in the university, university I've been, the more like you go to higher and like deeper studies, the less you are actually really close to the teacher because mm. it's often like you don't, you only see them like maybe two hours in a week. Mm. And you sometimes like such huge groups that you cannot really have like a personal interaction mm -hmm. with the person. Mm -hmm. And I was really surprised, like, for example, in Korea, mm -hmm. how like just the fact that the students call the teachers by sometimes by the, the name mm -hmm. or like those kind of things were I think in France, we like really, really like attached to like all the sort of like, hierarchy. Yarky and also you um like how to be respectful and talk like in terms of like different kind of opportunities like you don't use the same like vocabulary and stuff and you need to like to show that uh the professor mm -hmm. is obviously like higher in terms of like knowledge and that you're gonna like um, show that you you know this and sometimes it can create some kind of barrier that I didn't find maybe it was because I was an exchange so the teacher were like nicer to me mm. but that was like a really big difference that I have like mm. I could talk with them like more like one to in one a, like, yeah like one to one and also in a more like chill way yeah. It's just like not mm -hmm. only about oh you I have to have like uh some like comf some kind of like director for my thesis mm -hmm. or stuff like this. I was just asking them like oh uh, you talked to like you mentioned this in your class in your subject. I'm doing this in mm -hmm. France. It also connects with what you talk and stuff. And they were like, for example, about the association. I could talk mm -hmm. about it with them, and they were like super interested about it. While in France, it's mostly like, oh, so you're like doing something next to the master. You know that you need like to really focus on the master. <laughs> My class is the most important <laughs> class you'll ever take. <laughs> and um, and but also at the same time, I feel like uh, France um, education system is a great system for debate. Mm. Uh, and I think that's something I really missed in other countries because I went two times in Asia. Mm. And I feel like we're really trained since we are like kids to really question everything. Yes. And that's also... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm a nanny here. Yes, you guys do. <laughs> and that's also a behavior that is like 
emanates like from the mm. teacher themselves. They're like, mm. I'm telling you this. That's my version. That's mm -hmm. like my understanding of this topic. But now I want you like to question really like, do you really think mm -hmm. it's the way we should like understand the the question or things like that? Yeah, and that's thinking. yeah, and that's like I think the most interesting thing ever because mm -hmm. it's not only about learning stuff. Mm -hmm. It's about learning how to how think. to like think mm -hmm. and what is it to think and how you can improve and also like admit you're wrong and stuff like this i have yeah. to say as an international student i love that aspect and i also hate it because <laughs> it's terrifying when you first get here <laughs> it's like what do you mean i have to critically think about everything they're just apples give me the apples <laughs> Yeah, because... That's um, why we're so depressed. <laughs> I thought that was the wine, but okay. Um, when I was in school, we had a class which was supposed to teach us critical thinking. Right. But the class was so bad, so bad, <laughs> that what would actually happen in that class was that teachers who couldn't finish their portion in their classes, yeah. they would use, use that, that time, time to finish up their syllabus. <laughs> wow. Wow. So... Technically, in the curriculum, critical thinking was yeah. a very, very important component. Mm -hmm. But does anybody care? No. No. And maybe adding to the question is two elements. Because um, there, I mean, there are many elements that and, and, and leverage points that you could activate to like make inclusion. And I'm really talking about inclusion, not integration only, um, which is to me even more powerful. Uh, a foreign student better. Mm -hmm. um, you can work on the individual level, so you can work on people and like see how they can feel better at some point when they can open doors, meet people and stuff, right? You can work at a society level. Um, it's going to be about laws, it's going to be about regulations, it's going to be about everything, a lot of things. And you can work at the very systemic level, which is the university itself. Mm. Um, and I think two leverage point for that is um, participation and peer support. Mm -hmm. um, what I mean by peer support is just like when you have like in AA, um, just like another student that can be like from the uh, country of origin, like that can be French or that can be international as well, but who knows their ways into the country, who know their ways into the university as well, that will support another new incoming student. And you have that kind of like Mm -hmm. peer support systems in, in a lot of uh, places mm -hmm. but usually they're not working really well mm -hmm. and and i really think that we need to put the focus on, on that um, a lot and the second point of on participation usually in in campus life you have and you said it, a lot of um associations mm -hmm. uh, but they're not usually that welcoming of international students uh for so many reasons language is one uh but other reasons as well, and cultural reasons as well. And so what about having, and usually you have one um, international association like that welcomes well, uh, you know, foreign students stuff, right? But they're usually only beneficiaries. Um, and I think it would be worth thinking about how to integrate international students mm -hmm. as active members of these associations as well. Mm -hmm. So these are, I think, two activatable leverage leverage point that we could use. I'm actually really glad you, you brought that up. I kind of want to piggyback off of it. So when I went abroad my first time, 
we actually did have a uh, peer assigned person with us. So I think for the first three weeks, they were our shadow. And they were just other students on university who volunteered to buddy up with an international student and make sure, you know, you knew where the bank was and you could buy food. And if you needed to cry, you could call them. I never did that. <laughs> Not at all. Um, but I actually really appreciated that. And um, at the time, I didn't realize how important it was. But looking back, I realized it was kind of what made my initial experience there. Um, so maybe we should implement something like that uh, in France. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny that you mention it because I was just thinking when we were starting off, we only had each other. So it was like the <laughs> so blind. So we made a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I, we made a podcast out of it. It was basically the blind leading the blind. Oh, did this happen to you? Great. This happened to me too. Let's find out who else it happened to. Yeah, and then complain about it on yeah. there. <laughs> so everyone to hear. 